And everybody I know talking that Muslim shit, all you niggas stand on corners like the dope fiends, the winos, and the hoes. So what make you niggas any different? Because you got a suit on? That will make you niggas some different, cause you niggas can aff you niggas still got the same suit that the judge sentenced you niggas in. Most you niggas wear that suit to court. Yeah, you niggas ain't got no closet full of suits like John Gotti had, nigga. Yeah, you ain't got no four five thousand dollar suit. You ain't got more. Put it like this: All you Farrakhan falling ass niggas, y'all ain't got no bunch of suits like Farrakhan. Yeah, you nigga got two bow tie and maybe three suits. And you got to wear that suit 365 days out the year. The nigga, please, that suit funky in the motherfucker. You niggas ain't, yeah, 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 yeah. You niggas suit funky. Yeah, and you. What's up, y'all? It's the world famous Ben Lopez. Right here. Hey, you're now listening to the Sounds of the Scramble Life podcast. Are you ready? Hell yeah. All right, here we go. What up, world? It's your boy, Gene. We got L Scratch on the other line, and you are into episode number 14 of the Scramble Life Podcast, y'all. What's up? Yeah. Yes, yes. So we're back with another show. I know that the intro was pretty in interesting there. You know, we had a young man. Well, he ain't really young, but he was talking about the Nation of Islam. Getting at him. He was getting at him. He was getting at him, so... We'll talk about him in a bit, uh, but we're going to start off this week just talking about, hey, what's going on? What's going on in your world, man? Scrambled life. <laughs> I heard. <laughs> you know? Shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ain't nothing going, on you know, nothing going on over here. Just the same old shit, different day. Same old shit, different day. I tell you what, though, we do got Biden in office. He's initiating a couple of agendas and plans. Not to get political, but uh, vaccinations are being induced and increased throughout the country. Um, I mean, I can't really speak on too much political stuff that he's doing, but I know that he's definitely, like all presidents, you know, as soon as they come in, they try to swipe the pen and put all of these things into place. And then, you know, four years later, if somebody else is elected, the other person comes in and erases that and then they do their thing. It's kind of like graffiti, you know, somebody writing on the wall, then they clean it, then somebody else coming in writing on the wall, basically. Yeah, Joe Biden. Uh, he was affiliated with somebody from the Ku Klux Klan, one of the Grand Wizards down there. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Joe, Joe, Joe Brown got into that last night. He was on YouTube on this guy's show for like four hours and he got into that he got into what he thought about Kamala Harris and the MLK shootings and a whole bunch of other things which is very very interesting <clears throat> but uh yeah yeah that yeah that whole thing with him you know with me it is what it is I mean to me the same shit still gonna be going on whatever somebody the fuck is saying in DC or wherever you know what I mean yes indeed is Judge Joe is he trying to uh take a political office or was he just you know talking nah, he was talk. chilling he'll get on uh, YouTube every couple of weeks and he'll sit down with this guy I think the guy name is For All Be All or something like that he always playing his trumpet and shit but you could look search it for like the current Joe Brown because today is January 31st so if you search Joe Brown January whatever it should come up but uh, he, nah, he sits in there a lot of times just talk about different court cases and all the evidence and his feelings on it because he saw the actual paperwork and things of that nature versus what happened 
with the court case is just like with the whole MLK thing. He went into the whole bullet situation and how it landed in his neck and a whole bunch of other interesting shit. But, yeah, just do a search okay. on Joe Brown. He's always saying some good shit you need to know. Um, but other than that, right, we'll get into what's going on out here with the COVID stuff. We talk about that all the time a little bit. I mean, shit, how can you not talk about it, right? So, uh, yeah, right now they shit. They saying, man, people are taking the shots and they still getting the shit. Mm, a, con- a, congress- a congressman took the shot. Let's see. Congressman infected after second shot. Wow. I didn't know that. That's that's breaking news. Yeah. I've, I've read a few light things over the week, though, where they're just saying, like, this shit going to be going on for a long time. A well, long- why would they make people take a vaccination that's not being, that's not working? I mean, that just don't make no sense. The money that's gra- like smoking the- a blunt. That's like smoking a blunt and not getting high. <laughs> I think it's part. Why would you do that? Part money grab, part smoking mirrors. Smoking mirrors to slow everybody down. And money mm-hmm. grab. <clears throat> money grab, grab bag. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. That's just you know, but yeah, they got that shit going on, and then there's a whole bunch of other shit we got here. Uh, to talk about today on this very, very interesting show. Uh, another thing that's very interesting that's going on in the world right now is a silhouette challenge. Fuck is that silhouette challenge? What the yeah, hold on, silhouette? What the fuck is that? All right, so you haven't seen it, huh? Hell no. So this, this is what happens: is. these chicks, man. Basically, what they're doing is they'll start the video off, you know, dressed in regular clothes or whatever. And then they'll walk to the doorway. So it got to be some space behind, you know, on the back of the doorway or whatever. But what happens is once the song hit a certain point, the screen will go into a silhouette. And most of these girls are naked. Like you <laughs> pussy lips, titties, nipples, everything in a silhouette. So that's what everybody's been doing for like the last week or two. Oh, that's the shit they've been doing with me for years. You talking about my wife do every night? Okay, that's <laughs> You crazy? <laughs> no, nah, but yeah, that's the silhouette challenge. So it, it's on there. You know, so where can they check that out at? On Instagram, Instagram, or Instagram, and TikTok, Snapchat. I think the app oh, what they produce it in is on TikTok. So that's how that works. So yes, yeah, the silhouette okay. challenge is a million and one videos out there on it. So that's, what was that other one I used to see where they used to be in clothes and they drop down and they switch? And that's, they, that's the busted you know, challenge. Oh, busted. Okay, so we got busted, we got silhouette. Okay, busted yeah. silhouette. Damn. Yeah, yeah that, that busted mm-hmm. challenge was a main thing too. Damn. Okay. Yeah, so you got that going on. Everything has to do with sex. Uh, Tiny and T.I., they coming at them now. Who coming at them? Well, if you don't know, over the week it's been a whole bunch of allegations from different females saying they were Drugged and sexually abused, allegedly drugged, sexually abused, and all different types of things by T.I. and Tiny and some of their staff members. Come so, on. So, yeah, it's, you know, chicks saying they got drugged and woke up and they shit was hurting and, and a whole bunch of stuff like that. But y'all could go look up that story. I'm not going to go too deep into it because it is what it is. And I don't, I don't know what to say about it. You know, if that's what they do, that's what they do. But. You know, what the fuck do you expect when you're going over there when you already know how they get down? <laughs> Most of them, you know, <laughs> shit, you know what you... So, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah, we started to show off 
with a piece about the Nation of Islam, Muslims, Louis Farrakhan, East Coast, and New York niggas. So this guy's name is Charleston J. White. You can look him up online. Charleston J. White. He's from Dallas, Texas, I think. And he's been going in on a whole bunch of different things. You know, he's one of them boys with a deep South mentality, like to a T. So every everything he think about is how his mama raised him. So that clip right there where I was playing was a piece of a 42-minute video he put out earlier this week, I think. And he just went in on everybody and everything, no filter. But the main thing he talked about was what he considers, quote-unquote, East Coast niggas, Northeast niggas, the Nation of Islam, and Louis Farrakhan. So that little piece right there was talking about the FOI standing out there selling papers and their situation with the suits. Uh, I'm not going to play the whole clip. But like I said, you can go online and it's on YouTube. It's a 42-minute video. Uh, I'm going to skip through this video and play another part right now. Just see what he's talking about. Say you nigga steady trying to put a book at a nigga face. Nigga, fuck that shit. My mama gave me actions. Yeah, you nigga didn't have no good mama. That's what that was. That's why you nigga listening to that motherfucking Farrakhan bullshit. Yeah, and being ex bullshit. You nigga didn't have no good mama, nigga. Yeah, yeah you nigga didn't have no good grandmama. You niggas is the dope fiend, baby. Yeah, your mama didn't teach you nothing about a God, nigga. So here it is. This bitch ass nigga that can talk good with the good slick hair, with the with the light skin. Why is all light skin, nigga? Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw the movie. Yeah, I ain't, yeah, I ain't. Listen, I ain't know nothing about no motherfucking Muslim till I got to jail. All my motherfucking life and all my years of being black, I didn't know folks could, niggas could be black. I mean, Muslims can be black. That's some East Coast, New York shit. Niggas done got far away from their roots and done got up there with that shit trying to play Muslim, boy. Nigga, fuck that shit. Fuck everything the Muslim people stand for. Fuck the Quran. Fuck Elijah Mohammed, perverted pedophile ass. I ain't falling now, motherfucking nigga. That done fuck some babies, nigga. <laughs> I don't, nigga. I am the new motherfucking prophet, Mohammed, nigga. Why God, nigga? God made me can read and write, nigga. I'm the new motherfucking prophet, Mohammed, nigga. Muslim has not done nothing in New York, nigga. The real Muslims blew up the building. Yeah, you niggas ain't them kind of Muslim. The real Muslim came and snatched them goddamn airplanes out the sky and blew them in them goddamn building. You punk ass niggas down on the ground ain't shit. Yeah, you nigga won't even take a car and run it into nothing, nigga. So you bitch ass niggas <laughs> shut up. Po ass. All right. So what's hey. your, yeah, yeah, that's just a little bit of it. So what's your thoughts on this, man? He just running the nation down and running people from New York down saying we ain't shit because we up top and just his whole thing with the nation. I mean, I mean, damn, he seemed a little angry to me. I mean, yeah. What, what's, the, what's the problem? Is he on drugs? Is he drinking? Is he high? I mean. I don't know a lot about this dude. With this whole thing right here is the first time I heard of him. I looked at some of his YouTube posts last night on his channel. And, you know, he said a little interesting things here and there. But, um, yeah, I don't know a lot about this dude. I think he's from Dallas. I know they kicked him out of, like, a city council meeting down there probably recently. Mm. Somebody taped it. He went up to the podium and went off on somebody or whatever. But, yeah, check that out. Charleston J. White going off on the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, Nation of Islam, people from the East Coast, people from the Northeast, and in particular, people from New York. Disrespectful, man. That's being, I mean, Yeah, shit. yeah, he, he a dead man walking. 
So that's that right there, that little piece. But uh, we got some rest in peace things we want to put out here. Mm. We want to say uh, rest in pe- rest in peace to John Cheney, uh, Temple University basketball coach, very legendary guy. Rest in peace to him. Actress mm-hmm. Supreme, Cicely Tyson. And, oh, my sister, that's the supreme queen right there. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, within the last few hours before we started recording, uh, Double K from People Under the Stairs died. Now, this was a little back, what they you know they call backpack rap. I mean, a lot of that shit was popping, let's say, from like, actually like 96, but like 99. Hey, G, can I ask you a so quick question up, before we go into that? Yeah. When they say backpack rap, what, for people that don't know, what, what does that really mean when you say backpack rap? All right, this is how this goes. So you, you had hip-hop in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. And then you had certain drum styles of drum programming with mm-hmm. the music. So you could say something like some of KRS-One stuff, uh, Pete Rock and CL Smooth, something like the leaders of the new school stuff. Uh, okay. Your Das Effect sound, couple projects DJ like Premier. yeah, all oh yeah, all that gangstar shit. So yeah, that in black, you know, the Black Moon stuff, the boot camp stuff. That's kind of like your base for mm-hmm. what you could would consider the backpack sound. So when everything got consolidated in 1996 and the industry was changing. You know, that's when everybody started getting into the masterpiece shit and, and all the puffy shit and shiny suits and this, that, and the other. So everything was changing. But it was a lot of people that held on to that whole backpack scenario and was putting out thousands and thousands of 12 inches all the time. So within that loop, per se, between shit, 1996 and let's just say, I don't know, a few years ago. Because, I mean, still people doing that type of thing, but it's not what it was. But, you know, this that's where you got your... Uh, Gene Gray's, uh, all the stuff on Ruckus Records. If you don't know what Ruckus Records is, look it up. R A W K U S. You can look up the discography. So a lot of that would be considered underground or backpackish kind of sorta. Uh, what else? Okay. another group that came out over the years? But People Under the Stairs is one of them. Uh, they were from the West Coast. Uh, him and his partner Thess One. They put out several twelve inches over time. <laughs> But I'm just trying to give you some more examples here of what somebody would consider backpack. Um, just recently, is Wu-Tang considered backpack or no? No, I would throw them in that base, the, the whole base thing. So they were, what, 93, 94. So, but that yeah. sound is definitely something that's in that whole backpack situation. You know, but, you okay. know, that was, it was, you know, it's underground hip-hop actually, but some people call it backpack rap. Little brothers considered backpacking. Yeah, they, they, even though that I, I would consider them more soulful, but yeah, they considered backpack. Uh, okay. A lot of white hip hop groups was considered backpack. I mean, it's just so many to think of. Like uh, Mac, Mac Miller would Mac Miller be considered? I don't backpack? even know nothing about his shit to be honest with you, man. <laughs> you know, like I, I tell you, like a lot of this new shit, man. I see these people. I don't listen to that shit. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to none mm-hmm. of it, man. It's just man. Yeah. Too much. Yeah, I was just asking because you know a lot of times what what happens with music that we create, um, it'll branch out and spring off and digress into something else on the branch of the tree, and it would call it what it was from the original root. But meanwhile, it'll be like let's say for example, alternative rock or grunge rock or you know garage rock, whatever they classify it as. And 
I just want to make sure that there's some clarity in regards to the music that's really considered to be backpack music staying exactly what it is. So I, I thank you for that clarity, B. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's basically, like I said, it's underground hip-hop. And, you know, like I said, you had your, your Ruckus records, your Rhyme Sayers records. Um, like, if you want to say something that's more recent, like, you you could look up Mellow Music Group. They should pay me for mentioning that. <laughs> I'm joking. But Mellow Music Mellow. Group. <laughs> yeah, Mellow Music Group. Uh, and they got, like, the girl from Buffalo on their label, Shane Noray. Uh, Odyssey is their flagship artist. They put out stuff on George A. M. Aldro, Dudley Perkins, uh, Razkaz, a couple other people. Apollo Brown. Apollo Brown, yeah, the beat maker, Apollo Brown. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's another example of a label that will put out underground music. But like I said, I can talk about that shit. We could do a whole show on that. But I had to put some notes behind the whole thing so we could talk about the different people and styles and aspects and things of that nature. Dope, dope. All right. We should do that one day, G. You know, just for the people who might, you know, even if we don't make it a whole show, maybe just like a couple, you know, 15 minutes, give them a segment. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, a couple shows back, we were talking about 1994, and we went over all the albums and different things and different projects we were associated with and stories behind them because we were, you know, we were out moving around back then. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, we'll get into that one day. So that's that on that one. Uh, Right now we got a story. And this is kind of like a what's next, but it's not really a what's next. But this has just been going on since the beginning of time. And I don't even know I'm going through the story, but uh, I'll get into it. A little something like this. So a drug treatment center clinic or clinic owner was accused of drug trafficking. So the operator of a Kansas drug treatment clinic has been indicted in Kansas City, Missouri on federal charges of drug trafficking. Trevor Robinson, 44, was indicted Tuesday on one count each of possession of methamphetamines, cocaine, heroin, fentanyl, and ecstasy. With the intent to distribute the drugs, federal prosecutors for Western Missouri said in a news release Thursday. So authorities said in the release that Robinson was the owner of Nuvista, an opioid addiction clinic in Olaf. So Robinson remained listed Friday uh, as the office manager and case coordinator on the clinic's website. Neither he uh, nor other the cl- uh, clinic uh, people got back to him. Uh, he, they left a message, and that's the end of that one. So basically, I'm assuming the clinic, which allegedly helps people get off drugs or get through their drug problem, was a front for him to sell drugs. You know, uh, that's interesting because, the I mean, they got him, they're holding him, right? But the company, New Vista, that's the company, right? Yeah. I need, we need to, I mean, we don't need to, but like, I think that company is really, do they have any other locations throughout the country or state that needs to be like looked at? Because they're looking at the one individual. However, mm-hmm. he's just the agent for New Vista. Which in reality we all know it's just a person working. Yeah, I found th- I found this line right here kind of odd because they said Friday as the office manager and case coordinator on the clinic's website. So that's that's the position that's listed: office manager and case coordinator. Mm. Right. See, that's what I'm saying. I mean, New Vista, New Vista, and they're supposed to help people 
get off of the drugs. Yeah, you looking up their website? I am right now, brother. You know how we do. We do our research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Vista. You know? Now, according to what I'm reading here, Mere Drug and Alcohol Rehab. Now, there's not too much news on this. New Vista. <laughs> they do have a Facebook page, okay, that you said it's Olet, Kansas. Is that am I correct with the state Kansas? Is it state Olet? Uh, city? that's Kansas City, Missouri. So yeah, Olaf is probably like a suburb or something for Kansas City. Mm-hmm. You know? New Vista exists out of a need for quality care in Olaf and surrounding areas that offers suboxone treatment and other services. I don't know what that means. S u b o x o n e. That's the word for the day. All right, suboxone. Suboxone. Um, if you've been addicted to morphine, heroin hydrocodone, oxycodone, fentanyl, or tramadol. They actually have, uh, yeah, this is actually, they're closed now, it says here, 8.30 a.m. to 5.30 are the normal operating hours. Mm-hmm. But um says here, it does provide mental health services as well. All right. They're located at 601 North Merlin Road, Olive, Kansas City. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at their Facebook page now and seeing what they have on here. Um, yeah, I was trying to find the website, but it looks like, I don't know, that website might, might not even exist, bro. Yeah, you know how that go. So, oh, yeah. this, this, may have, mean, this may have been one of them spots, you know. One of them spots. Ain't nobody, you'll never see nobody going in there. Hey, listen, they was making that money while they could, though, was it? You know they was making it. They, they. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they Come had on, it man. all, shit. They had meth, cocaine, heroin, fentanyl, and ecstasy. Everything you need, baby. Yeah, it was getting in there. It was making it happen. Mm-hmm. So that's the end of that one right there. Womp womp the dome. Uh, what we're going to do next is we're going to, we're gonna, what's that? Let's get into it. Come on. I'm waiting for this. And you know I want to go here. No, it ain't what you think. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it ain't, it ain't, we ain't getting into that one. But what we're going to go into next, though, is we're going to get into uh, the new segment on the show, uh, which is work-life stories. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. So with that one, basically, we're going to get into all the different shit that goes in the work goes on in the workplace in America, positive and negative, or more so negative, because I know that's what you motherfuckers want to hear. So mm-hmm. our first one is going to be about a Virginia Beach government worker that got fired, and we'll get into that in a second. Um, but what we're going to do now is we're going to play the damn, uh, what you call it? We'll talk about that. <laughs> so a former Virginia Beach employee was fired 
for statements made after mass shooting. Now, our lawsuit has been dis- dismissed. Now, this is all down there in Virginia Beach. And, yeah, you don't want to be dealing mm-hmm. with them people down there in Virginia, the Commonwealth. All right. So basically, a federal lawsuit was filed by a former Virginia Beach employee who claimed she was wrongfully fired for statements made after the two- 2019 mass shooting at the city's municipal. See, I can't talk today. Municipal Center. Okay, has been dismissed basically. So, you know, she was wrongfully fired. So, statements made after the 2019 mass shooting at the municipal center has been dismissed. All right, so that's that. So, basically, a federal lawsuit was filed by a former Virginia Beach employee who claimed she was wrongfully fired for statements made after the 2019 mass shooting at the city's municipal center, and it's been dismissed, as I just said. So the statements by Elizabeth Beth Mann offered in the days following the May 31st shooting did not involve a matter of public concern and instead were personal grievances not protected by the First Amendment. U.S. District Judge Smith wrote in upholding a magistrate judge's uh, earlier ruling. So basically, let's see here. Beth Mann worked as an investigator in the city's human resource department for 13 years. Mm. Uh, she was fired in June of 2019. So just two weeks after a disgruntled city engineer opened fire in the building where he worked, 12 people were killed and four seriously injured before police f- fatally shot him. So basically Mann attended a department staff meeting three days after the incident, right? So there uh, she told her supervisor, Wendy Swallow. <laughs> Swallow, that's crazy. Wendy Swallow. It's like a porn star. <laughs> look her up. <laughs> so she didn't believe Swallow is sincerely cared about her employees and had routinely abused and bullied people. Probably because her fucking last name is Swallow. So man also says something to the effect of, quote, you are the type of supervisor that would cause someone to shoot people. And that was according to the judge's order. Now, upset by man's statement, Swallow (laughs) asked her to leave, as she did. So Swallow and three other employees later sought a protective order against man and filed a criminal complaint against her. Man was charged with disturbing the peace, but the case was later dismissed by a judge. Two days after the meeting, man sent an email to the city manager, city council, and several media outlets about perceived workplace abuse, harassment, and bullying. All right. So she identified eight people uh, whom she said had harassed and bullied her. She also wrote that uh, she believed the shooter was pushed until he snapped. And I quote. And uh, that the shooter had, uh, let's see, and all those that had ignored, condoned, or participated in the bullying had uh, blood on their hands, basically. So, man was fired a week later, and a letter was received from the city saying uh, remarks on it or whatever. And that was that. Uh, let's see, man wasn't speaking on the matters and uh, some bullshit about the gun violence, da 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 da. Indeed, the plaintiff statements are whatever, whatever, whatever. So, that's, that's that shit right there, basically. So, you know, it's just, I'm going to cut it short on that one. It went longer than I thought. But basically, this is the shit going to work in the workplace. So, so this is somebody who was at work. They were being bullied, according to this uh, uh, statement. And then they, they were, I mean, not that they were forced, but based upon the amount of bullying that took place, right. they resorted to shooting. 
pretty much, yeah. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that happened, and then you know she stood up and said something. Then she got hung because you, like I said, you down there fucking around in the Commonwealth. I mean, it's politics anyway, but they down there messing around with that. So that's just that story right there. We gonna have better ones. Um, just getting more so into what's going on in the workplace and the, the interesting stories. And if you have stories about what's going on in your workplace or work places you've worked before, you know, you can now it's going to be workplace stories or workplace violence stories. <laughs> no, it ain't going to be no violence. Huh? <laughs> All right. I think we got enough violence with the nightclubs, but no, nah, just, I mean, even if it's violence at, at the workplace, you know, tell us about that. Send it to the scramble life at gmail.com. That's the scramble life at gmail.com. So yeah, oh. you know, just, just keep us posted on that one right there. Uh, like I said, that piece went a little too long, um, but next time, yeah, we'll, we'll keep it short and a little bit more interesting. But that's the first one, the work-life experiences. So let's see what else we got going on here. Uh, I think we about to get into this new segment. Welcome to another teacher sex. Teacher sex. Yeah, teacher, this, how to have sex. Yeah, this is a good one. So you're going to need to sit down and relax. Turn the radio up a little bit so you can hear what everything is about to be said. It's, this is kind of long, but it's a good one. It's juicy. <laughs> All right. So here, here it goes. A married teacher faces up to five years in jail after being found guilty of having sex with a 15-year-old pupil she spotted at a school sports day and added him on Snapchat to send flirty texts as her husband held her hand and called the verdict a joke. And I quote, he says, joke. So this woman, her name is Candice Barber, K-A-N-D-I-C-E Barber, like haircut Barber, 35 years old, she was found to have taken uh, the underage boy to a field, kissed him on the neck uh, next to a bale of hay and whispered, what do you want me to do now? Mm. Before having full intercourse with him, the mother of three <laughs> lawyer claimed, uh, the lawyer had claimed that she was too short at just five feet tall to have had sex with the boy standing up as the teacher lied uh, that her packed calendar meant she was, quote, too busy to have slept with him. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so she had bombarded him with messages, including one where she asked him, do you like boobs or bum? Question mark. And sent him a photo of herself on a bed surrounded by sex toys. I remember this is a high school student here, so 
So Barbara, fifteen years old, fifteen, yeah. But Barbara, uh, who has been bailed prior to sentencing, uh, was found out after a topless picture she had sent her victim was circulated around so much it ended up being passed to the head teacher of the school. So here we go again with these motherfuckers getting busted. It's always the kids getting busted because they just they can't hold that shit in. No. It's like shit, I'm fucking this broad. You know, I gotta tell everybody. So it's the picture was circulating around school. So this was Barbara's second trial after she was conv- convicted in September of sending the boy topless pictures of herself on Snapchat between September and October 2018, but acquitted mm. of causing or inciting a child to engage in sexual activity while in position of trust. All right. So, uh, today, the supply teacher of Wendover Bucks uh, was found guilty of one count of causing or inciting a child under the age of 16 to engage in sexual activity as the judge warned her, quote, custody, was it custody is inevitable. So, she was found now not guilty of two further counts of the same charge, basically. So Barbara showed no emotion when the verdicts were announced following 10 hours and 39 minutes of jury deliberation, staring blankly across the room, the courtroom, basically. So her husband now, you know, he's a delivery worker. His name, Daniel. Is, his name is Daniel. So he was watching proceedings remotely in the side room, and, you know, fumed after the guilty verdict. And he said, like I said earlier, it's a joke. So when Barbara emerged at the <laughs> when Barbara emerged at the court entrance, he gripped her hand the moment he saw her. The two then walked hand in hand to a court office where the judge ordered them to wait until a date is set for her sentencing on Friday or uh, next Monday, probably which would be just past Friday or Seven, tomorrow. Eight. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So yeah, you got her and you looking at the picture there, her and her husband, and she goes, she ain't bad looking either. So mother of three, that's right, she's twenty five. So basically, uh, Nadia Shap, Barbara's barrister, was carrying out a different professional commitment today, and the judge gave the teacher bail and let her walk from the court uh, before her sentencing. So she got to go home actually that day. Gee, it says she's only twenty five years old. I think that's an error because earlier, remember, it said she was 35. Now it's saying 25. That's I'm, what I'm, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm, yeah. thinking, I'm thinking 35. Okay, 35. Uh, All right. Yeah, because three kids at 25, that's a lot to be a teacher. You got to come Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely thinking she's 35, and that's a typo right there on their part. Okay, she so. Had three uh, kids, and she was, that's, that, that cooch was, she needed to get that cooch scratched. Hell, yeah. So the judge told Barbara, quote, I am not going to proceed to sentence immediately. I totally accept that you should have Miss Schbott, uh, who was your trial counsel present. Uh, I am going to bail you until the next occasion. That will either be tomorrow morning or indeed Monday morning. And you must attend, what was that? Aylesbury uh, County or Bellsbury Crown Court, basically. If you fail to attend uh, the C, you will commit a second offense of failure to surrender, which will result in arrest, blah, blah, blah. So the mother of three arrived alone at the court day in her gray Toyota car. 
which featured. Now, I'm going to talk about this shit right quick. We're going to pause on this one. She got a, t- a Toyota car, right? And it featured a leopard print steering wheel and a red love heart dangling from the rear view mirror. Her husband arrived later. Now, let me say something about animal print, women in animal print. And I find this to be a fact. What that means? See, hold on. You're going to go deep? All right, animal print, because I ain't know about this. Let me know. Anytime you see a woman with animal print curtains, animal animal print carpets, wheel, <laughs> no, listen, wheel covers, shoes, blouses or shirts. How about panties? How about panties? Oh, yeah, panties, blankets. Um, you know, handle on the umbrella is animal print. So, yeah, I'm telling you, this shit is a fact. They freaks. You think so, bro? I think so. There's a, now, let me ask you. What if it's, you know, it could be tiger print, leopard. Yeah, or yeah it could be any like of that. that. It could be zebra, tiger, or any of that shit. Oh, shit. I never knew that. So, next time you should go to somebody's house or you see a lady and she got, like, zebra print on or, like, Leopard print or some shit like that. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I ain't going to tell you how I know, but I'm telling you. Huh? But does that mean if they wearing it, does that mean it's the time, it's the season, like you can make your move? Or is that just like, I mean, what you want to do with her is up to you. You know, that's on you. But I'm telling you. But what I'm saying is, is there a certain time of the month where they feel like I'm going to wear this shit because now I'm in, this is the season. No, I don't know. No, no. Like I like okay, to wear a lot. We got to do the same. I, thing. I like to, I like to wear a lot of blue shit. So you see, mean a lot of blue, a lot of stuff will be blue. But look, oh, you crip, you crip. Nah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> nah. No, no, don't put me in that one. But look, so, so nah, they just, they just got it. So if you see them with anything, period, it could be a lighter okay. with animal print on it. Mm. You know, they, they take it there. You know, so yeah, just, just keep your eye out for that one. But we gonna continue with this story here. Okay, so uh, she then started texting the boy, and she said to be obsessed, said the boy was obsessed with her and would tell him when she was hopping into the shower or taking a bath. Damn, man. Mm. Of course, you're 35 years old. You you hit me up. Could you imagine getting a play like that freshman year of high school? Come on, I'm taking it down, baby. I need to exercise my right. <laughs> you know, so by then, Barbara had arranged to meet him and had sex with him behind the back of her devoted delivery firm worker husband, Daniel. Yeah, <laughs> they threw the double Ds in there on a devoted delivery. <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, the hardworking simp. So, in court, she had lied. Uh, it was her busy schedule on that day uh, meant to have been impossible for that to happen. She also told that the boy uh, she would bring him down with her. Okay, if the relationship was discovered, and that she was pregnant with his child, the court heard. So he, he was quite possibly busting in her. <laughs> I I would I would say so. I mean, you know, I mean. Yeah, so there you go, an old boy getting the court, my man, the Daniel delivery man. Now man. I'm noticing on What's her that? husband's hand there's a uh, there's a uh, heart that's tattooed on his left hand as they continue to clutch, walking in this photo. If you take notice, which 
to me as just an older gentleman. And, uh, you know, I, I would say I'm a man's man, but I wouldn't get a heart tattooed on my hand. So we clearly see who may possibly potentially wear the pants in his family oh, yeah. with three kids. three kids. This may be, this may be a guy, even though he's a delivery guy. I mean, three kids, your wife has time to go out and do this. But he has her back. I got to applaud him because he does support her. And he says, what do you say? It's a fraud. It's a lie. It's a joke. It's a joke. This is a joke. <laughs> you a can't joke. even believe it. This is a joke. I got three kids with this lady. Are you kidding? It's but a joke. Your wife is fucking a freshman. Right, pretty much. It was much. a sports activity day where she met him and she joined his Snapchat or tick whatever it was. And she wanted to get up back blown out. That's what it is, my G. Pretty you much. a delivery guy. You fucked your spine up years ago. You're not <laughs> throwing it down like you're supposed to. Okay? You know. <laughs> so That's that, what I'm saying, brother. So yeah, yeah, pretty much. So we're gonna move on with this one. So basically the jury, they were told uh, what a lot of these texts involved between the boy and the teacher. So we told you the one, do you like boobs or bum? That was one. Another text said you have a bigger penis than my husband. <laughs> Damn, putting down the delivery oh, man. Oh, shit. Here's another one. When I'm teaching, let's see if we can make each other the horniest. Oh, let's, wait, wait. Oh. Let's see. Wait, wait. When I'm teaching, let's see if we can make each other the horniest we can without the others knowing. Mm, I would love. What class does she teach? I would love a teacher know, like this. Are that. you kidding me? Yeah. Shit, don't Let's play see. with me. I'm going back to school, G. Fuck around. <laughs> you cannot make me blush when I am teaching now. Poker face. All right. So basically in previous trial, September last year, uh, the Ellsbury Barber was convicted by the majority verdict of uh, 10 to 2 of sexual communication with a child between September 27, 2018 and October 20th, 2018, relating to topless pictures that she sent, blah, blah, blah. Uh, she's also convicted of some other shit causing a child to watch a sexual act by a person in a position of trust. Mm. And that was between uh, October 20th, 2018 and January 31st, uh, 2019, uh, where she sent the victim a video of herself performing a sex act while surrounded by sex toys at a time when the victim was age 16. No, uh, so she was in, what, acquitted of that, some of that shit. Da, 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 da. Once again, Scramble Life, we do not condone underage sexual activity. However, we do acknowledge and respect the fact that sometimes, as adults, these teachers are in situations surrounded by students where they may be attracted due to physical or just appearance-wise these young kids are developing. And we know it's a hard task, but you got to control yourself because this is a form of abuse. Once again, we don't condone this, but if it was me, I would have fucked my teacher. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's bad. She's bad. Let's see. Her mother. He talked to her mother. He goes that to that in the story and also says a social worker attended Barbara's home on March 13, 2019 and assessed her. Uh, because she lived with young children, including her husband, Daniel, the, the delivery worker. Uh, and it's, now, here we go. So she lived with her husband. And the two kids are from previous relationships. 
Oh, okay. Or the Got S you. on All the right. end. So he take care of somebody else's kids, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see. During, let's see from, during the visit, Barbara accepted having sent a naked picture to the boy. Teacher arrested. Da, da, da. So that's that. And it goes into a whole bunch of other shit. We'll be here reading this all day. But that's pretty much the teacher sex for this week. And that's that. Candace Barber. I just need to know whether or not he passed that class or not. Did he fail? Did he flunk? What happened? That's interesting. I don't know. Ah. <laughs> Come on! Boom! Teacher sex, teacher sex, teacher sex, teacher sex, teacher sex. Yeah, so that's that one. We hit the 44 minute mark in this show, in this episode right here. Now, G, What's now, up? G, before we move on, I know we pressed for time, but real quick, because I know we're doing teacher sex. This is a great segment, but I got to tell you, we should start something. On the scale from 1 to 10, I'm going to give this teacher, I'm going to give her an 8. I got to give her an 8. I, don't I know give her, I, no, I, I would give her an 8, too, because she got a little body okay. on her. She got a little girth in the ass there, a little bit in them hips, I noticed. So, mm-hmm, that's right. Everybody was knocking that down. They was knocking that down, man. But check it out, <laughs> including Daniel, the delivery man. He got everybody leftovers, including the student. He made a delivery in there once or twice, too. Poor guy, man. So, yeah, what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a little break, and uh, I'll be right back. Yeah. Breaky break. Damn.
said it'd never be another me She swore up and down, she'll never leave And said she'll never pay another fee Yeah, that's what they all say So I sat her ass down on Broadway I'ma see if she can get it up the hard way Cause most gon' leave, but they all pay I once had a bitch that was mashing on it Ho said, daddy, you the one and only Then I caught the fucking bitch slashing on me Took my bar number nine and then I splashed it on me Woo. Yeah, Then I popped right back Bitch, you could've left, ho, but not like that Slashed on my ties on my brand new leg Just remember what goes around, comes right back So that's how you feel it, bitch Guess you done forgot who you was dealing with I'm a pimp, why you get all in your feelings, bitch All that fast shit you doing ain't appealing, bitch Hey, now you done went from sugar to shit In the middle of the night, you just got up a split Smoking ice on the side, you don't wanna admit I can't believe this fuck ass bitch me for That was Rilo the Pimp featuring No Shame. She threw me for a loop. So, yeah, that's that one right there, y'all. What we about to do right now is get into another segment on the show that you guys already know about. Oh shit. Boom. Technical difficulty. Where two people died and three other now police just arrested two men in a shooting where two people died and three others were hurt outside of McKee's Rocks Club. Charles Beecher and Khalil Walls are charged with homicide. The three people shot are expected to survive. Police say this all started when two groups started fighting and it's not the first act of violence tied to club erotica. Here's Channel 11 Serafina James. Two men lost their lives right outside of Club Erotica early Friday morning and three others were injured. Now many people are asking, how was this club even allowed to operate with so many COVID restrictions in place? Police say around 2.30 on Friday morning, five people were shot outside of the club. Two men died at the scene, 31-year-old Seth Andrew McDermott and 22-year-old Christopher Roy Butler. The other three were transported to the hospital. Sources tell us Friday morning shooting stemmed from a fight between two women inside of the club. It go. then spilled outside. That's when the shooting happened. Over on our Facebook page, many of you asked how Club Erotica was able to operate with so many COVID restrictions in place. I took those concerns to the health department. They tell me Club Erotica is not currently licensed as a food establishment by the health department. 
The facility submitted plans in October to receive a health permit, but those plans were found not to be in compliance with health regulations. And based upon recent complaints, the facility has received two cease and desist letters, one in September and one in November. A food safety inspector conducted a compliance check on the establishment in late December and observed that the facility was not in operation. In early January, Club Erotica posted on Facebook that they were excited to finally reopen, listing their hours as being from 7 p.m. to 4 a.m. Emma Keys Rocks, Serafina James, Channel 11 News. So basically, this is a titty bar in that area. A titty bar basically has been around for a long time. I did a little research on this club out there. Oh, shit. Okay, titty bar. That's different now. Club Erotica. And it's out there on the outskirts of Pittsburgh, basically. So McKee's Rocks. They didn't even say the name too much throughout the story, but yeah, it's out there McKee's Rocks, and it's basically a strip club and around, and it's always been a whole bunch of shit going on there. So, I mean, it's nothing too much to the story, but that was some of the nightclub violence within the last week or so. I mean, it's been a whole bunch of shit going on across the country at different clubs still. With COVID going on and things like that, a lot of a lot of establishments and bars are are open. Like even within the last ten hours, it was a shooting at some bar out there in the state of Colorado. Like two people got shot outside or whatever. So basically, mm. that's that, and that's the scoop on this club right here out there on the outskirts of uh, Pittsburgh. If you want to read up on it, some int more interesting news on that piece because one of the guys that's a part owner, he's a one of the people in one of those mob shows or something, like real mob people or whatever the fuck. So yeah, real mob something. Yeah. yeah, something like that. So yeah, it's it's a, a interesting backstory behind this whole thing. So is it safe to say that these guys are either Caucasian or were they African American? Well, who got killed? Like, cause we don't disclose that. What happened here, Chief? Uh, let's see. Charles Bircher and Khalil Walls are charged in a deadly shooting. So of course, Khalil, you know, ain't gonna be a white boy. So Khalil's a black dude. And Charles is a white dude. So some shit went down with a bra. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Maybe what was going on, because a lot of time, I mean, just not my own personal experience, <laughs> I have to say that, but a lot of times when you bring a girl, well, a, you know, a girl goes to a club to dance, she might have a, what they call, in my era, a pimp. And what happens is there's a lot of jousting that takes place in there. And when the girl is hot and she's making money, you may have two guys or even a female now in these days and ages where their pimp status is going to be kind of like tested because this female who's in there dancing, accumulating these funds, people are trying to uh, obtain her and, and keep her as their own in the stable. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's the case, but this to me with Club Erotica seems like that may be the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on with that one. I mean, like I said, it, it started on the inside, basically, and they said it was two women involved in the whole thing. So something went down with these two dudes, and one dude's 24, and the other one's 25 young. years old. Young dudes. Young, man. Rest in peace. Where so, my homies, man? Yeah. Stop shooting and killing each other, black people and yeah, white people. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah, yeah, so... That's the story on that one. If y'all going out to these bars and clubs, man, just be careful. And now you have to be careful in more ways than one. But yeah, just be careful when you're in these establishments. Now, gee, did, did, it say, did, it, did it say if they had their mask on or no? I don't know. Once again, 
I don't know if you you see the same thing when you're on social media and you know we follow people and have followers from all over the world basically. I still see a lot of people out at these bars and different things and some people got masks on, the majority don't, so but the reporter the reporter mentioned something about you know, seeing that they didn't have you know, they weren't in COVID compliance and stuff like that. So Yeah, yeah, and they was trying to sell food too now. I think they had issues with that whole situation. Mm-hmm. Right? You know that go. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So yeah, that's pretty much that. Uh what we gonna do is we're gonna end the show right here. We'll be back next week with some more interesting things to talk about. Yeah. And uh yeah, we just gonna end this one a little something like this, y'all. I'm out. Peace. Bye bye.